This is Real Estate Team Builders, and I'm your host, Lars Hedenborg, the founder of Real Estate B-School. The real estate team building world is driven by big egos who boast about how many homes they've sold or how much GCI they've earned. We don't hear much about their low profit margins, the long hours they put in each week, or the unbearable stress they endure. In fact, I've discovered that most real estate teams are losing money when you consider the amount of personal production their owners must do to make ends meet. I believe that if you want to profitably scale your real estate team without working crazy hours, enduring unhealthy levels of stress, or coming up short at home, then thinking like a business owner, building sustainable systems, and empowering your team are absolute musts. You won't find any smoke and mirrors or hype here on my podcast, just the real world tools, systems, and strategies that work. So if you struggle to balance growing your real estate business with focusing on the areas of life that truly matter, then this show is for you. What's up, real estate team builders? Lars Hedenborg here, founder of Real Estate B-School. This is like full circle. I've known uh, Chris Waters, I feel like in like for a long time. And I've just, I've always appreciated uh, your heart around just helping others and um, just seeing your journey and and what you've built lately, and um, and you're just super young and like good looking and like you just have it all going on. We we were talking. You know, you're out of Austin. You've got a a, a few markets there in Texas that you've kind of built out. You've done some some things and helped some agents. You know, build out in in different markets around the country. Um, and so why don't we start out? You know, the, the the podcast is really here to serve folks that you know they've achieved a certain level of success in our industry. And it sucks. Like selling 50 homes as a solo agent, like sucks. And and there's a right way to build a team, which which is the way that you've done it. And you've taught like many people how to do it. You've written a book. I want to get into the book as well. Um, so let's let's couch this conversation around like a, a few things. First, I want you to tell your story in a few minutes, kind of tell a little bit about your journey. Then we'll kind of unpack the the three things you would teach somebody that want to do this. And so tell us a little bit about your journey yep. last year. So you you mm-hmm. you played this game of leverage and systems and um, sustainable and duplication at a high level. So tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, let's get after it. Yeah, so got started in real estate full-time in 2010. Um, you know, I had just got out of a business that failed miserably and I was in massive amount of debt. I started building the business um, as a solo agent on my girlfriend's red Ikea couch, making prospecting calls and stuff. And um, and so I got into, into coaching and that was just a complete game changer for me. Um, I started recognizing that um, real estate is a very skills-based business. And, um, you know, I wanted to make a lot of money really fast, but, you know, I, I wasn't in the early stages, I wasn't humble and, and coachable enough to recognize that, you know, I needed to focus on learning how to be great at rapport building and like a market expert and differentiating myself. Like I kind of, you know, I ultimately kind of discovered early in my career that the road to riches in real estate is a function of how good you are at converting complete strangers into clients. You know, if you just work off your sphere, you'll be in this business 10 to 20 years to just build up enough past clients to have a large enough uh, referral base to make a lot of money. And so I want to do it really fast. And so, you know, I figured out quickly it was a skills you got to develop. And then, you know, I remember, you know, lots of nights coming home at like nine o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night, working until one o'clock in the morning, putting stuff in the MLS and then waking up at 6 a.m. and 
um, you know, I just remember every day, like, especially at nighttime, like walking through the parking garage, going home and I was like, man, you know, like, I don't know how long I can do this. And, um, you know, I had um, kind of a, uh, I had started building a team in um, the summer of 2011. And um, I was still wearing a lot of hats. And, um, you know, I uh, was uh, started following Gary Keller's book, The Million Dollar uh, Real Estate Agent, and started putting some of those pieces in place. And, um, you know, started kind of figuring it out. And um, I, I think the key things I, I kind of figured out quickly is, um, you know, as most people know, there's a lot of venture capital out there throwing money out, you know, to help companies grow. And so, you know, if you want to build your real estate team, the more money you can get access to, the faster you can grow. So um, I, I put together a vendor program where I started working with other local businesses to help supercharge my lead generation budget. And that was a huge, you know, engine to increase the opportunities I created for my team members. And then the second plate was the, um, uh, uh, you know, building my talent bench. Like I started having these aha moments when I would hire somebody and like, man, it was like a game changer to my business because they were like so awesome. They capitalized on the opportunities I gave them. And I was like, holy cow, I don't have to, you know, worry about missing out on that sign call anymore because they're going to jump on it and convert it. Um, and then, you know, the first thing everybody's heard this is listings are to last. And so, um, in those early stages, I recognized like I needed to continue to produce and build up the listing inventory until I had enough opportunities to hand it off to somebody else. Um, so those are the big three plates, building your listing inventory, um, your vendor program, and building your talent bench. Those are the three plates you got to balance. And it is super, super hard, uh, but so worth it. Um, so, so worth it as you start helping other people uh, have success. And then you start you know, creating some freedom and some flexibility for yourself. So let's let's break it down. Let's pretend because you've you've helped many like getting into their world and helping them go from a top agent selling 50 homes to doing three, four hundred transactions. And you've done this repeatedly. Right. So let's let's break it down. So let's pretend, you know, let's kind of go a little bit deeper on these three points and let's pretend you're working with me like I, yeah. I'm the guy that's, you know, at the end of my first full year. So 2008, I sold 44 homes mm -hmm. and it sucked. Like I, I was, uh, funny enough, I was going upstairs at 10 PM, um, and working to like 2 AM every other night. So I would use every other night to catch up on sleep and then, you know, had a young kid at the time. And so I can, I can relate to that. So, you know, talk about like listings and listings have babies and, and focusing on listings and like getting out of everything else. So, so what advice would you give someone that's like, they're all over the place. They're doing 50 homes, but they're working like 60, 70 hours a week. Yeah, Let's yeah. dive deep on the like, you got to focus on listings and, and how would you teach them how to delegate and all of that? Yeah. So to focus on listings, you need to start buying your time back. And that's where building your talent bench comes. And so your talent bench, for example, could mean hiring a virtual assistant that works for like five, six bucks an hour to help do some of the data entry work. Um, it could be uh, you hiring a courier to go like deliver the flyers or the signs. And like, it's, you know, it's, I, it's so funny. I remember like being cheap about like wanting to hire a courier to deliver signs and lockboxes. And then I started thinking, I was like, how much time does it take to actually like install the for sale sign, pick it up, sign writers, put in flyers. And it was like, I totaled up six trips on average, six trips. And I'm like, man, they're, you know, it's like, it's not that far to the listing, but, you know, it takes half an hour times six trips. 
I mean, that's three hours of my time. Like, man, that adds up when you have multiple listings. And so, you know, I started recognizing, you know, my, my dollar per hour worth and um, paying a courier 25 bucks, totally worth it. So, you know, you can get a virtual assistant, you can outsource courier stuff, you can, um, you know, have a photographer, you, you know, there's lots of transaction coordinators nowadays, you can just outsource stuff to at 300 bucks a pop or whatever. But um, you got to focus on your talent bench, convince people around you to create leverage to buy your time back. And then, you know, one of the first key hires, in addition to those folks, is getting somebody on your um, on your team that's going to help take the inbound buyer leads. So, for example, those sign calls. By the way, those sign calls, even today in 2022, those are your hottest converting, you know, fastest converting, um, one of your fastest converting lead sources there is. Those people have the highest intent to buy. Um, those are like gold. You know, if you have the right buyer agent trained on how to convert those, they're going to make money. Um, not to mention also you having organic leads that come in online through your listings. So you, you want somebody to, you know, start taking on those leads and then you can start uh, bringing in vendors. So mortgage companies, title companies, insurance companies, home warranty companies. Uh, there's, there's 23 different vendors that get impacted by the sale of a home. And if you research, you look this up on NAR, I think the average um, re, uh, real estate transaction across the U.S. generates about eighty-six thousand dollars in in income for the uh, you know for the economy. So there's a lot of people that get an impact by uh, home selling. So um, I have a list of those twenty-three people. I'll give you guys uh, some. I'll tell you where you can go get it in a minute. But um, you know, get those vendors on board to help supercharge your marketing, and then you can hire additional salespeople that'll capitalize on those opportunities. It helps you spend more money marketing your own listings. And um, it starts to snowball as you focus on building up your team, building up your uh, vendor dollars that are going towards uh, marketing, benefiting you and other local businesses and um, focusing on building up listings. It starts snowballing and it, it can grow fast. Um, in uh, 2013, I had to pay taxes on a million dollars in adjusted gross income. And at the end of 2013, it was, well, it was technically the spring of 2014 when I got the IRS, you know, my tax bill. And um, man, it was one of those moments where I was like, I felt like I found the gold under the rainbow. I was like, I couldn't freaking believe it. You know, I had my head down, grinding, working, and, you know, I knew we were doing well. The bank account was growing, but, um, you know, I didn't really look up. Um, I didn't have a CFO at the time, like giving me reports or whatever, you know, um, I had a bookkeeper, but like, I was just busy. And so <clears throat> I, I was, I told myself, my like, man, I, I mean, I remember it like it was yesterday. Like it felt like the damn gold under the rainbow. I was like, I got to tell everybody on planet earth how to do this. Um, you know, I, I grew up with a single mom. I moved, you know, over a dozen times before I got into middle school, um, my mom was a super hard worker. I don't want to say I'd never like, you know, she never, I, I never was like, I never went without a meal, but, um, you know, like my mom had a, had a servant's heart. She was a nurse, you know, she gave up money to help serve other people. And, um, you know, and so anyways, um, I, my mom was amazing. So I don't want to take anything away from her, but, uh, the first like, you know, 12, 13 years were pretty humbling. We lived in a house, you know, with no air conditioning and, um, 500 square foot house. And so for me to pay a million dollars on, um, 
in taxes. I was like, crazy. I was like, whoa, this is quite, this is crazy, man. I was like, I'm going to tell everybody. Um, and, and oddly enough, I had a cousin that was in real estate that I wasn't super close to, um, but she had been an agent for 10 years, much longer than me. And I called her up and I'm like, Lori, I got to show you how to do this. And so it was super cool in 2014. She was kind of like my first expansion partner, if you will. And um, she started copying and pasting everything we did. And in her first year, she grew 400%. She went from 25 sales to over 100. And um, now she's doing hundreds of deals a year. She's number one in her market. And so, you know, and then and then um, I was like, man, I think I'm onto something here. And um, so we got licensed um, as a, a franchisor in 2018. I onboarded a franchisee in 2018, just one. I was like, I'm going to wait and see how he does. And um, I, um, uh, he, you know, same deal. He was a sales guy and he grew like 400%. I was like, oh man, we're on it. We're really onto this. And so started launching one new, um, you know, franchisee um, per month. So anyway, started launching one new franchisee per month and, um, you know, just started, everybody started taking off. So I want to go back to a few things because before we hit record, and you mentioned inbound buyer leads. And then we met, we talked about shiny objects. Like it's not marketing automation or sexy software or yeah. like everything about our industry. We're just inundated <clears throat> all the time with this bolt-on technology for your CRM or this AI thing or this re referral deal. Um, and, and we would have 24-7 info in the front yard on an ugly yellow and black sign. And people are just amazed that people would actually call that number. It's like yeah. you have an app on your phone that gives you all the information, yeah. but a ton of people call that 24 seven. So I don't know what you're yeah, we do the same looks. thing, man. Yeah. It's crazy. But I think, I think people have, have like, they want to make it more complicated than this. So just talk a little bit as you've grown up these businesses, you know, you take people from 25 to hundred to 300 sides. Um, talk about shiny object syndrome. My team gave me this, a little squirrel, right? We, we just tend to chase squirrels in our businesses. Um, so squirrels, is, they're just distractions all the time in business. So talk yeah. about shiny object syndrome. How do you guard yourself against it? How do you coach others to guard themselves against it? You know, I, um, I had somebody, I, I like got, you know, I went down the rabbit hole of, you know, tech and SEO and all this stuff. And I remember I was like chatting with uh, Ben Kinney for anybody that doesn't or anybody who knows Ben Kinney, he's got a successful team and, you know, does really well. Anyways, um, I remember chatting with Ben Kinney on Facebook Messenger. This was back 12 years ago. And I'm like talking about all this like SEO tools and all this stuff. And um, Ben said to me in this in the Facebook chat, he's like, dude, the only people that care about all that stuff are the people not making any money. And like, when he told me that I was honestly, I was pissed. Like I was really mad. I was like, dude, what an asshole. Like, I, I mean, I'm like, I, had, I was, I was so invested in like SEO and different, you know, software and all this stuff. And I was pissed off. And then like, you know, I, I had a moment of self-awareness. I'm like, you know what? The truth is I'm really not making any money right now. Mm -hmm. And so, um, that was a big aha for me. It was a very uh, humbling uh, moment. And, um, you know, I, it's, it's, you know, like I have, what I've, what I've realized is technology is actually a hindrance to your growth in most cases, especially when you're in the early climb. And I, I consider the early climb, like up to about 150 deals, like from zero to 150, I call that the early climb. 
And um, in the early climb, technology is a hindrance. Like we actually found that the teams we help are more successful if they use literally Excel spreadsheets as checklists or literally pieces of paper and actually pieces of paper are even more effective because it improves communication in the office between like coordinators and the agents. Um, but checklists or like Excel is more effective because you don't have to spend weeks and weeks training people on how to use the damn software. And so time is a sacred resource. And so if you want to scale up fast, reduce the training time it takes to figure out how to use technologies and spend more time learning how to book appointments on the phone and convert people face to face and, you know, how to be the market expert, you know, like those are the things that are ultimately going to win you more clients. There, there are you know guys that 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 we know that lead with technology and a, a little bit of shiny object syndrome. Uh, and I'll ask people like you're implementing whatever it doesn't matter. Let's use Salesforce for an example. Salesforce is meant for mid cap companies like fifty to five hundred million. Yeah, and like a, a hundred thousand dollar team leader is looking at a five million dollar real estate team that maybe they can justify implementing a, a larger CRM that they have to customize and spend minimum six figures to customize. But but it's that sort of stuff, like you said, that gets people 100% off track in, in terms of what actually matters. Um, I, I, wanna I wanna end with one thing before I ask the question about what advice would you give your, your younger self, but um, talk about, because I think you see it a lot is, is people now know that growth is possible in our industry, right? The scaling up and, and building a real estate team, it's, it's proven, but people don't want to, what's the expression? People want to play the guitar, but they don't want to learn the chords, you know, right? So they want to be on stage and be a rock star and scale, but they don't want to learn the chords. So talk a little bit more about, you know, mastering the skills so that you can get in the trenches with your with your team. What does that look like? I mean, is it scripts and dialogues and you need to be able to convert at a high level before you even bring the first person into your world or what does it look like? Yes, I mean, at a very basic level, like, you know, first base is building rapport with somebody, like making a new friend, building trust. Um, you know, you can read lots and lots of books about that. Um, you know, the second thing is the market expertise component. So understanding comps, understanding how to, you know, read a market absorption report and the impact that has on values going up and down, and, you know, understanding various neighborhoods and, you know, the intricacies of different houses. Like, you know, that's kind of domino two. And uh, the third domino is the differentiation piece. And that's, you know, for example, in the face-to-face -face appointment, that's your buyer presentation or your listing presentation, what you're going to do to get the seller a better outcome. Um, so that's really like what I just described is like kind of like the outside sales function when you're with people face to face. Uh, the next function, you know, that relates to scripts, scripts more so is the inside sales function, which is on the phone, booking appointments, you know, having a script, understanding objection handling. There's obviously some objection handling too with, um, you know, outside sales, um, you know, people asking about commissions and uh, you know, I want to hold on to my house until it gets to this value or, you know, I'm interviewing the neighborhood expert and you're not the neighborhood expert. Why should I hire you? You know, a, a lot of things like, you know, specific to inside sales and outside sales, you, you have to master um, because when you do get to a point of building a team, like you're going to have to get in the trenches and help your team members have success. You know, I, I we have these, um, we have these things called call jams in our office and basically, the team leads sit by the agents, like a group of like three of them, 
and they just power dial for like an hour and a half. And, um, you know, the team lead needs to be able to help them on the fly, overcome objections, help them, you know, tell them, hey, you know, you need to sound more energetic. Energetic. You sound very monotone. Um, you know, so, you know, for you to get to a point where you're building a, a, a team, you got to be able to be that coach. It, it's kind of like if you go to the gym and you get a trainer, you know, if you have the trainer, you're obviously going to do more, but like, let's say your, your trainer weighs 500 pounds. Like how likely are you going to be to listen to them and how much credibility are you going to place in them? And so, you know, to be a great team leader, you know, you need to have been in the trenches before um, you need to be credible. You know, you have to have seen obviously prior success, um, you know, before you can, you know, teach somebody else. So real quick. So, so as you say that, how, how do you, do that now have you memorialized all those things as you're scaling up these individual agents from you know 25 to 100 to 300 transactions they're going into the chris waters like library of sales skills and and so they can see you doing it in real time because you're not you're you're like a legend in the hallways i would imagine in some of these locations like i've heard of this guy chris but um so how do you memorialize that that training where now you know it could be executed in you know 20 different markets yeah. So, I mean, what we've done is we, we built out an online LMS system. It's very similar to like what a lot of coaching companies do. And then um, we have live training Monday through Friday. Um, for example, we're on zoom sessions and every single person is making outbound calls on zoom. And then when somebody answers the phone, we unmute them so we can hear them and then we give them live feedback. Um, so there's, you know, there's ways to uh, centralize this and, um, you know, help other people be able to like, see you doing it live but um there's there's kind of a rhythm to a team leader's role you know it, it's kind of funny i remember um one of my probably my biggest challenges was like i didn't really know what my job was supposed to be when i like transitioned into like running a, a business and um there there's a rhythm and there's you know a list of responsibilities uh so for example the call jams is one of them you know spending time on your vendor program is another one um, you know, <clears throat> helping your agents from mar a market expertise perspective. So like teaching ongoing, like just educational stuff specific to the market, um, whether that's contracts or nuances of different areas. So there's a, there's a rhythm from a, um, an execution and an education perspective that um, ideally a team leader is following. The, the good news is it's like in the early stages, when you're going from like 50 to 150, this doesn't have to be very like, you know, regimented. And it doesn't have to be perfect. In fact, you should just totally embrace the chaos. Um, and and the, the most, the thing you can do that's gonna be the most effective is just getting in the trenches with your agents, like literally sitting next to them and getting them focused on doing the exact same things you did to have success as a salesperson, which is talking to a lot of people on the phone, getting you know face to face with people. So that means you know you as a team lead, you like shadowing people on appointments, um, you know, helping them guide them through that process of converting people face to face. Like those are the, you know, the nuts and bolts in the beginning when you're embracing the chaos of how you're going to help, you know, your team members find more success, thus increasing the aggregate, you know, of the entire team from a revenue perspective. Awesome. Awesome. So let's end with this question. So sitting here where I don't know many, how many homes you've sort of been overseeing or in, involved in, but 10,000 plus 15, I mean, like a lot of homes, know. a lot of families served at this point. What yeah. advice would you give for, to yourself? Like knowing what you know now, not in a regretful kind of way, but what advice would you give to yourself? Like in 2010 coming into real estate? Yeah. Don't, um, anytime, 
so yeah, the thing I would tell myself is at any moment in time, if I thought I was trying to guess or I thought I was trying to figure something out, I was heading in the wrong direction. And what I mean by that is something that I kind of dawned on me at a certain point is NAR was formed in 1908. And this industry, so this industry has been around a really long time. And a lot of people have made a lot of money and figured this out. And uh, there's something I heard on Shark Tank, Damon John said, pioneers get slaughtered and settlers prosper. Mm. And so the thing I tell myself is don't try to be all innovative and creative. And, and a lot of times for me personally, the reason I want to be innovative and creative is because it fed my ego. And instead I needed to focus on just building a solid foundation on proven systems and processes from other people that have already done it. And then after I have a strong foundation and I've got momentum and money in the bank and, you know, um, some inertia, if you will, then, then try some innovative things and experiment, but not until you've got a couple of years under your belt, um, you know, using proven systems and processes. Awesome. That is, that's amazing. I've, I've taken a whole page of, uh, of notes here uh, in our time together. So um, let's let's end with you know I, right before we hit record, I was trying to find my copy of your book, and and I know you, you have it there, and I know you built out a a page where people can go to get it. There are a lot of there are a lot of books out there that are written just so someone can say they have a book. This this was not that kind of book. You can tell that you really you really legitimately put your heart into it, knowing that others would fail if not for this book, yeah. Me meaning you try to really lay it out exactly as, as you would do it now, knowing what you've, what, knowing what you know now with all the mistakes that you've made. So what's the easiest way to get a copy of that and uh, connect with you? Yeah. So you can go to, um, it's the website is million dollar real estate team.com. I know it's a mouthful million dollar real estate team.com. And, um, uh, you, it's a landing page for the book. You can get a copy of the book for free. Um, it's like five or six bucks for the book. So I give the book away for free. Um, you got to pay shipping. I don't know where you're located. Shipping is like five, six bucks. But um, uh, you can download the book there. My contact information is in the book. Um, you can buy the book on Amazon. Any proceeds we get from anything we sell, because we have the book and we created a couple courses online to help people execute the book um any of the proceeds go to um go to a, uh it's for nonprofits, so we don't keep any of it awesome awesome hold up the book just so people that are watching on youtube can see a copy of it yes you cannot miss it million dollar real estate team um so if you have a vision for building a million dollar real estate team that's exactly where you where you'd want to go uh, man i appreciate it there's there's a lot of good stuff in our conversation today so i would say the only thing from real estate b schools uh angle um, is that, you know, if, if you're struggling in your journey, I think my superpower has been like the, the backbone of a, a well-run real estate team. But if you want to figure out how to sell thousands of homes, you probably would want to go to Chris's stuff. I'm, I'm a master at like selling 300 homes. That's like, to me, that seems to be the sweet spot for a single location. Um, appreciate your brother and uh, much love to you and your family. And if there's anything Likewise. ever that I can do for you, uh, just let me know. All right. Great, man. Hey, it's been great being on. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Thanks for listening. 
Would you please take a minute to share the show with other team leaders who may be struggling? And if you love the podcast, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to learn step-by-step how to build a profitable real estate team that allows you to get out of the real estate grind and live the lifestyle you've been dreaming about, visit us at joinrebs.com. That's joinrebs.com. Our coaching, training systems, and support will help you get more high-quality leads, increase your conversions and sales, improve your client experience, and allow you to scale your real estate business, all while reducing the amount of hours you work and the stress you endure. Just go to joinrebs.com for more info now. See you on the next episode.